Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Zoobcast episode. So this is, epi- we, we teased this. This is episode 67, episode number 67 of the Zoobcast. And that should have been a pretty obvious indicator for the theme of this um, for most of you. But uh, episode 67, we are thrilled uh, to bring on a, a very special guest on the Zoobcast from your Ottawa 67s. Uh, Brady Stonehouse is hopping on the pod. Brady, thanks for coming, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me. So we're going to get right into it here. And uh, here on the Zoobcast, we have a, an ancient tradition that spans pack generations uh, with our, our guests that we have on. And we ask them, what Brady Stonehouse, if it's midnight, you're starving, you're going down to the kitchen in the fridge, what snack are you grabbing for the midnight snack? Um, if I have it, I'd probably grab a, a glass of milk and like some strawberries or some, some sort of fruit. Oh, wow. That's a good one. We 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 had uh, we had Angus Crookshank on the pod, and he did not go that route at all. He went for the like the cheese puff doodle things. Like he he went super unhealthy. So I think the the strawberries and milk is a nice is is a nice counter to that. Um. So go go on there, Louis. I I think honestly, I think Mackie also went for the unhealthy route too. When we yeah, had him he on. did. I think he went like some super overly buttered up popcorn or something. So yeah. <laughs> so I think you you've won we've won that question so far in terms of the best option. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so we also we also like to see here we we've asked this to all the fellow players we've had is what is the reason behind your number number seventeen? Um, I mean, I was playing spring hockey one year and. There's like an option between 17 or 77. And um, my cousin wore 17 in the WHL. So I thought uh, 17 would would suit me. And I mean, it's it's stuck with me. Nice. And and like, I feel like 17 is not a hugely popular number either. So you'd probably be able to get that like wherever you go. Yeah. yeah but like when I first got drafted there, someone was wearing 17. So I had to, I waited thankfully COVID was there so like, that's <laughs> uh and finally before before we get into the to the real hockey questions here um let's say you know we we all you know you just talked about COVID we've all been we've all been watching movies we've been watching shows so this is not necessarily I'm not asking necessarily your favorite movie or show but if you could only watch one movie or tv series for the rest of your life which one would it be um I'd probably say Yellowstone on that one. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah, a good answer. Yeah. All right. So now that's that's enough of the uh, the more miscellaneous miscellaneous questions. So we'll move on more into your your actual hockey experience and career. So uh, we know last year you were invited to Dev Camp for the Colorado Avalanche, um, and must have been a great experience. You know, getting to skate there with an NHL team. So how did that kind of impact your mentality moving up into this year as a D plus one? And what goals did you possibly set after that? Yeah, obviously it's it's an eye-opening experience. I mean, I took uh, things that I learned from like the skates that were in Colorado and I've tried to like 
implement them into my game and like yeah that's that's probably the biggest thing and then obviously not getting drafted it's gonna like leave a chip on my shoulder so that's I came into this year with with a chip on my shoulder and something to prove and that's that's just how it's going and so you talk about things that you learn uh at a dev camp like that playing with NHL guys and NHL coaches so what would you say if you had to pick one, like what would you say has been your most developed individual skill uh, this season? Um, probably like, like along the walls, like using my body, body more to get like pucks out or whatever has to be done. Just like my body position. More alongside your own skills and your play style, given because we we've all heard the you know oh, what's your go to player comparable. We're, we're bored of that over here at the Zoopcast. What we like to ask is if you were to build your ideal NHL line, given your play style, who would be your go-to line mate? So I guess for you, it'd be a center and a right winger or just another winger. Uh, in the middle, I want to say like a guy like Ryan O'Reilly and on the right wing. Uh, okay. Yeah. Tom Wilson. Oh, nice. Oh. That, that is that is a hefty line to, to play against. That would cause some problems. I like that. I don't know how, how many of the Sens fans on the podcast are going to like the uh, taking the Leafs player there, O'Reilly, but that's, <laughs> a, that's a real solid line. Um, now, we, we got to talk a bit about this team here, like the 67s. This team that you're on this year has just been on an unreal run. Um, and so I guess just like the first question is like, what has it been like for you kind of this year being on this record franchise record breaking team um and kind of the ride that it's been for you this year. Yeah, obviously it's been a been a fun ride this year. Uh we've went through a lot of ups and downs, like short short lineups, uh injuries, suspensions, but like everyone in our room, we've gelled together from the players we've traded for. Um like it's a brotherhood in there. I mean, we just we all want the same goal and that's what we strive for every day. So in the game that you guys broke this this incredible record, which 51 wins, good Lord, that's, that's just simply incredible. Um, you guys had a pretty good final game, you know, casual little 5-1 win as, as the team has gone on to uh, this season. Um, but you and Logan Morrison were on a 2-0 on late, late in the third there. And the it was either going to end up in Logan getting his 40th goal of the season or you getting your first OHL hat trick. So what was kind of just walk me through what was going on through your head there and if maybe you or you or Logan talked to each other afterwards about it. No, we kind of talked in the room before before the second or during the second intermission. He was like, we we're just talking about how many goals we have. And he was like, he had 39. And then I was at 37 or whatever. And then so like uh, just when I went on that two on zero with them, I thought like it's his last last year. Like forty is a pretty good accomplishment. So, and I was thinking past the whole way. So and and what's it been like? Obviously, trading for a guy like Logan Morrison uh, earlier in the year, a guy with so much experience in the in the OHL and as good as he's been. How how great of an addition has has he been to the team in your eyes? Yeah, he's been uh, he's been really great. Uh, he's a, he's a great person. It's kind of funny. Um. Our equipment manager put him like right beside me in the locker room um, last year. We've had a couple battles with each other. And then when he got here, we, we kind of laughed about it. And yeah, it's good. So obviously the regular season uh, was a great success for you guys, but now it's it's the next step and it's playoff time. So obviously there there is a lot of optimism. And with that comes 
a lot of expectation with uh, with a team like this that finishes so high going into a playoff. So I, I, I guess my question is, do you feel any kind of added pressure uh, with the group going into the playoffs like this being a high seed? Or are you guys just looking at it the same way you looked at the playoffs last year? Yeah, obviously there's going to be a little bit more pressure than there was on us last year, but we're just going to take it game by game. Um, every day is a new day. So like whatever happens, happens and you got to win four games. So you just, we have time to reset in between games. So I think, I think that'll be good for us. And and do you have like, is it, is it going to be a little bit weird playing your first two games uh, in, in Gatineau there? Like, have you guys you know been able to wrap your head around that? Like not really play, like playing at home, but like not at home. Is that going to be a bit weird? Yeah, obviously it, it'll be a bit weird at first, but uh, we get started there tomorrow. So, I mean, everyone, like we can get a feel of what that rink's like. Uh, we've played British Gatineau there once this year. Um, it was a pretty good atmosphere. They they got lots of fans. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's our home. So it's our home for the next two weeks or so. So like, we just got to treat it like it's our home. And uh, and finally, on the on the last 67s topic here, uh, we we want to get your opinion on some on some maybe controversial teammate based questions here. Feel free to feel free to call out any boys who need to be called out uh, on these. But uh, but the first one would be who on the team would you say has the best and the worst music taste? If you're if you're like jamming to tunes in the room there, who do you want on Ox and who do you absolutely not want on Ox? Uh, I'd say the best is uh, Jack Mateer. And the worst is probably Derek Smythe. What is what does Derek play? Is he what like what's his music genre? It's like it's like rap, but it's like slow, like slow rap. I mean, okay, yeah. Sometimes, that's sometimes he gets on on the ox, and we gotta kick him off. It's just it's just not it's not doing it's just not good enough. Not exactly no. the most hype. Yeah. No. <laughs> when what about like yourself? Like, what would you listen to on a game day? Um, probably some rock. Uh, a little bit of everything actually. Like, it's all whatever is good like i'm not very picky i'll listen to whatever so so up next we're gonna expose the uh the best and the worst dressed players so have you had any any teammates walk in with just an absolutely awesome or just really bad fit like walking in with like some like neon orange crocs or something to a game or something ridiculous like that oh uh, i want to say the best dressed the best dressed is probably tyler boucher he's got He's got pretty good style. Um, the worst dressed. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't think anyone dresses like like bad. Like we all got pretty good taste. Um, yeah, I don't think I got a worst dressed. Or would you say that you're a fan of the uh, of the Kenny Walls suits that he that he wears to the games? Like the those those suits, they're the ridiculous ones. Most of them. Most of them I like. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I would wear something like that. I mean, I think, like, suits like that are pretty cool. But it's got to be the right one. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and finally, let's say in a hypothetical situation that you are being put on a deserted island for a long period of time and you can bring one Ottawa 67's teammate with you, who would that teammate be? Matthew Mayich. Really, eh? Nice. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're, you guys are tight. Yeah, we're tight. I we drove home together last year after after the end of the year. Um, we're always going out for dinner together. Uh, like we played against each other, so I mean, it's just like our bond is it's pretty good. So I mean, I think I think I'd bring him. 
So we'll move on to more, uh, more you or more personal questions. Uh, one thing that happened early this year was uh, the women's U18 won gold. So how much fun was it to be able to watch your sister, Abby Stonehouse, win gold in Sweden? Yeah, it was like lots of fun. I watched I watched what I could watch. I mean, we had a game at the same time the gold medal game was going on. So like I was getting updates during the game. And like the second intermission, I asked what the score was. And it was like eight nothing. And I was like, all right. And then... <laughs> Like, yeah, so like, she's she's giving it to me a little bit. I mean, she's got a gold medal. I don't. So she's got a little bit of bragging race right now, but hopefully that can change. I I guess the semifinal would have been more more interesting, right? Because that one was was pretty close. It was an OT against Finland, I believe. Yeah, right? that yeah, that was a that was a really good game to watch. Uh Finland gave them a run for their money. So it was good. Is she the best athlete in the in the Stonehouse family, would you say? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I think I think that would be me. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> you can't argue with that. Those are always going to be the sibling rivalry. Um, so next, the 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 sixty sevens have kind of done a cool job of of introducing a lot of specialty jerseys over the course of the year, and like some like I think some of them are awesome, and I think some of them are like a little ridiculous. So I'm interested to hear uh your opinion what is the what is your favorite specialty jersey that you've worn this year with the 67s i think the red blacks one is yeah yeah it's the best one we've we've worn uh it's pretty cool having the number on your front it's it it looked really good so Did, did you like like did you like the stranger things one because i found that one like there's like a lot going on there and it's like kind of a bit ridiculous but i know i know louis liked them i know louis liked them a lot so did you were you guys in on that yeah i i didn't even know what stranger things was at the time i've never watched it before okay <laughs> but yeah I, I thought it was pretty cool um other than the numbers were a little bit dark but other than that i liked them and and the final question on the jersey topic here is is if you had the choice of of making like a kind of specialty jersey for the 67s what theme would you like the team to go with on a specialty jersey what's your pick probably like a superhero like um captain america or something like something something cool like that like the superhero route nice so uh before before we end it off here you you've lived in ottawa or you've been in ottawa with the 67s for two years now what would be any food places, restaurants, or recommendations you can give to the uh, to the listeners? Uh, Fratelli's is really good. I mean, that's where that's where we usually eat. Um, my billet showed me uh, a place in Chinatown. It's called Mekong. Like, it, that's that's a good one. Um, Pub Italia is good. Yeah. Other than that, the the guys don't like to try many different options, so it's mostly Fratelli's. Nothing wrong with a little fertilities. Well, Brady Stonehouse, thank you so much for coming on the Zoobcast. We we wish you guys the best of luck in, in what we hope to be a real long playoff run, and uh, hopefully you guys can kick it off on the right foot against Oshawa starting on Thursday. So thanks again, Brady, for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. So there was the the interview with Brady Stonehouse. Uh, seems like a great kid. Uh, that That team seems real tight. They've had such a great year. And we don't, like... You know, we we would talk a lot about the Sens because it's the Sens and it's the center of the universe, kind of the Sens. But the 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 sixty sevens, 
deserve to be talked about, especially going into this this playoff run. I don't think there is a more knowledgeable or bigger fan out there than Louie. So I I know he's always itching to, to talk 67. So like you you follow them all year. Like do do you what are what do you think their chances are of making the deep run and and like seeing this thing through to the Memorial Cup and Kamloops? Well I think um I'm just trying to predict out like the matchups that we're going to get because we know it's going to be Oshawa in the first round. It was down to either them or Kingston. And it looked like it was going to be close because I think both of them played each other in the last game of the season. And all that needed to happen was that Oshawa didn't get two points more than Kingston on the final day. And going into the third period, Kingston had was leading and Oshawa was losing. And then... Kingston fell lost, Oshawa won, yeah. completely <laughs> fell apart. That game ended up being meaningless on the last day. Um, but and I, honestly, I think I would have preferred Kingston given the games we've played. Um, we were, I think we were 8-0 against them this year, which is, you know, kind of decent. Uh, As opposed to what? What's the record against Oshawa, Louis? 7-0-1, but yeah, listen, okay. the games did feel much closer, I will say, uh, for sure. But I don't know, after that... Um, I don't think we'd face North Bay, who is probably, it'd be North Bay or Barry, who's going to come out of their division, is what I'd assume. Uh, we just played Barry, and it's not really a fair comparison to what happened in that game, because they had all their guys scratched. Like Brent Clark, who's having yeah. one of the best seasons for a defenseman in the OHL for the last however many years. Like almost two unreal. points per game from the back end, which is crazy, is scratched. And the, the mayor was at the game, and he declared... What was it? It was like Jack Mateer and and Brant Clark Day in Ottawa, which is cool. That's good for them, I guess. For the the, uh, I assume that was for the juniors. Um, but yeah, so the so Barry looks obviously that so the sixty sevens beat Barry five one. So we're going to assume that that's not going to be how that series goes if it gets there. So you so you're 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 that confident being like they're coming out of the of of their of the East there. Like you're pretty certain of the East. I think it'll be. I think a third round is a good bet, like as a, a safe bet. I don't want to say as a minimum because that's a little. That's well, when you have this good of a season, just though, playing you, the can, odds. you can. I know, and this is listen. This is the most wins that they've ever, they've ever put up in yeah. a season. Uh, but the thing is, that's you know, hockey just happens, mm -hmm. obviously. And as good as they are this year, I don't think they're quite on the same level as they were. You know, a few years ago when they had those teams with Rossi, Fellaber, Hoffenmeyer, Keating, Hoffenmeyer, Cedric Andre, like it was, it was a great team. Yep. Um, and I COVID robbed them this, a couple times. This team is that's too bad. Yeah, the the thing is, this team has had incredible goaltending. Yeah, like oh my god, we want to talk about it. Colin McKenzie just got awarded goalie of the week. He went three and zero and had like a nine fifty eight. He ended the season just short of a nine thirty which is bonkers. And it's not like he, he had that in, you know, maybe 10, 15 games as a backup. He legitimately played 30 games. Yeah. He had over 20 wins and only maybe three regulation losses. Crazy. That's crazy. crazy. And that's that's not even the guy who's been starting most of our games. Donis is injured right now. So that's the thing is, even if one of them goes cold or if one of them gets injured, as is currently the case, you have the other one so, to fall back on. And that's such a nice luxury. So who's have. your starter? in the playoffs who starts game one that's tough i i think they won't even get the choice i think donaso might still be a little dinged up so in that case obviously you go for mckenzie but i don't know like mckenzie has had better stats yeah um if you look at it someone has released a an expected goal model for the ohl which has been a really cool development seeing that happen 
um, being the stats nerd that I am. Um, and Donaso's, you know, expected goal saved above expected is more flattering to him than the save percentage that accompanies it. Uh, like he's faced more high danger chances than McKenzie has. Um, so I think maybe you still go in with Donaso if both are he- if both are healthy. But that's the thing is you can easily switch right away. Yeah. As soon as you feel like one may be slipping, you can give them a rest, go to the other one. If they get hot, perfect, and switch between the two. Are you going to be keeping an eye on, uh, on like the other leagues playoffs, or are you just going to be laser focused? Yeah, I mean, listen, I again, everybody knows about the my Winnipeg ties. The, oh yeah, the, the ice just won for or got first in in the regular season in the WHL. So, and there's a sense tie there with Ostapchuk on on that team. Multiple actually, him and Carson Latimer and Latimer. Yep. So yeah, it's it's really nice to be able to have you know both. It'd be cool to have both of them at the Mem Cup. That would be awesome. Yep, Mem Cup in Kamloops this year, so a little bit far. You're you, you're thinking about making the trip though, eh? If 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 Ottawa gets in, it's gonna be tough. If things align, I'd have to take time off work. Um, and it depends on um, I might be taking a course in the summer too, and if I could get it all figured out. But I will make a solid effort, especially if the if the team makes it over there. Because for those who don't know, we me, you, Josh, and a couple other friends, we went in 2019 uh, to Halifax, and that was great. 67s didn't even end up making it, unfortunately, but it was still an it was awesome a great experience. tournament. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. We, we we watched what was it? It was Ruin Randa against the Mooseheads, right? Against Ham- Halifax. Yeah, we saw we saw Halifax in the semis. Yeah, right. And then Hawaii Honda beat uh, Halifax, unfortunately. Yeah, and then the host. Halifax hosting, obviously, too bad for them. Um, so hopefully, we'll see. Hopefully, the the sixty sevens can can make a real good run here. So do you? So this this thing I find really interesting that they're starting in Gatineau. Obviously, the reason that they're starting playing their first two, maybe possibly three home games in the playoffs in Gatineau is because the, I believe the World Curling Championship is at uh, yeah. is at TD Place, which is their the home women's rank. tournament just ended. Uh, shout out Team Einerson who won. Uh... Who wins bronze for the women for Canada, and there then uh, Goosh, who's going to be representing Canada here. So that's that's going to be interesting. If if you're a curling guy, you go. That's a that's a great opportunity yeah. to go. Um, what? so that that's going to be why the sixty seven start in Gatineau. I I assume you'll be going to those to those games, eh? Yes. In in Gatineau, <laughs> are do you, do you think that's going to be like, like it? Okay, here's okay. You know what? Here's my question. Ottawa played Gatineau a couple times this year, and the crowds were hostile. Like Gatineau's. The, the boys in Gatineau, they the don't games like... games were hostile, bro. Jeez. The games were hostile. Do you think there will be Gatineau fans that go and, like, cheer against the 67s? Like, is there going to be that, that kind of I don't know that they would go and cheer against, because if anything, they beat us twice. Yeah. Like, I know the games were heated and all, but in the... And I know we've had the, like, the Battle of the Ottawa River, but it's not like we've been in the same environment to a sense enough to get a rivalry going. Yeah. As, after losing to them twice, I, I did not like them. I did not like yeah. the other pick, but um, I don't think they'll go and cheer against. If anything, like, you know, you, they'd probably cheer for us. It's not like a sends leaves kind of thing. Right. So it's um, going to be a pro 67s crowd through and through. Yeah. And it's going to be great. Listen, uh, I don't know. You didn't go to the to the game in Gatineau, did you this season? No, no, I didn't. Okay. I, I did. And it was it's it's a great rink. Great new bar slash puppy center. The atmosphere is awesome. Slush Puppy Center, go get a Slush Puppy. Go get a... Get one. Great. Yeah. If you want, go to one of the bars, get a shot of rum and spike your Slush Puppy. Oh, baby. It's a good one. 
Um, and and speaking of Gatineau, like there are isn't are they're pretty good, eh? Like they they might make a run in the queue, or is that not is that not a real possibility? No, no, they they definitely have a chance. If anything, I'd say they probably have the best or second best chances to beat Quebec. That's the team that I'm scared of the most. Obviously, the Anipek have been absolutely rocking it ever since spanking us. Like they <laughs> That's they went they on like a 17 game winning streak or something crazy. Um, however, they have lost, I believe it's Noah Warren, one of their defensemen for the rest of the season, which is a big blow to them. Their decor is still really good enough. So to, you know, get them on a good run, but some of the offensive firepower that, uh, the Hampals have is just scary. Unmatched. Yeah. If I were to make a prediction, I don't know, like I'd probably still have Quebec coming out looking at the odds. I think Ottawa has the best odds getting out of, um, Getting the O. I, I I'm still scared of London as per usual. Freaking hate the London Knights every time. Why oh, do they yeah. always have to be good? It's really annoying. <laughs> uh Windsor could be a sleeper. I would have said Saginaw before they made all those trades. But Windsor's interesting because they have former 67 Matthew Maggio, who led the league in goals and points this year, which is which is good. Did Sarnia Well, Windsor doesn't Windsor also has like, you know, Shane Wright. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> like if you want to talk about their best producer, it has been Maggio easily. Yeah. And yep. it's crazy because I remember we, he was a fourth liner, I believe, on that team that ended up going to the finals and lost to Guelph. He was on, on the fourth line with uh, mm-hmm. oh, Sam Bitten and Cam Tolnai, I think. Look at far, how far Cam Tolnai's come, eh? Uh, okay, so yeah, you're talking about Sarnia. Sarnia, I believe, was second in that conference. Uh, third. Or maybe third, but they I'm, were up I'm looking... there. Did they make the trades for? Yeah, so they ended up. They, they got Del Bell Blues and uh, and Del Mastro and Del yeah. Mastro. Okay. Yeah, that's what. So I that'll remember. there's some contenders certainly in the other conference. Um, it'll. I don't know, man. I'm excited to to see. You know, we went we went to a lot of games. You, I, and Josh actually when when the 67s had uh, had their nice run back in in the day 2018 2019. Uh, great atmosphere at the arena at TD Place. Uh, obviously the the Gatineau games will be fun but once they can get back to playing at home i think it's gonna be an unreal place to watch a game i'd recommend anybody who has a chance to go it's great hockey and it's a fun time and uh and louis before we leave here what is your official series prediction 67 generals how many games who wins you see i was about to ask you that too i don't know like because you don't I believe... know you know I... everything okay well no i'm torn because it's either i was talking with my dad about this and he was like, "We're not going to Game Five and Gatineau, right? Like, as as like implying <laughs> as if it's going to be a sweep." And it's listen, if no disrespect to Kingston, but I feel like if it was against Kingston, probably that would have been the case. Um, I think I'll say five against Oshawa, just because I know we're seven zero and one against them, and I know we're such a strong team. But for some reason, the Generals always match up against us pretty well, and they have some sneaky good talent there, like, uh. Callum Ritchie is a guy that has, you know, dropped off a little bit this year, but he has the potential to help his team a fair bit. They don't have like Ty Tulio, who always burned us like last yeah. year. That was so annoying. But yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go five because also it'd be cool to see them win a series uh, at home because we didn't yeah. get to see that at all during the 2019. Yeah, that's run. true. That's a good. I point. mean, I'm, I'm not complaining. No. But, you know, imagine the, I guess it was Felber for both. Imagine if Ty Felber had scored that OC triple OT winner against Sudbury at home, or if he, yeah. if the 67s had come back late and then scored in overtime uh, against Oshawa to send them to the finals. 
that would have been insane i'm gonna go against you i'll go with dan i'll i'll go for the sweep (laughs) i think they're gonna sweep the generals there two games at the slush puppy center that's enough um so i think we're gonna leave it there episode 67 i hope you enjoyed the uh the brady stone house interview we were really glad we were get to get to have him on he's a great guy we'll be we'll be rooting for him all the way through in his career um someone you got to think someone's got to take a chance on this guy right at the at the d plus one like he's just been too good given his um, season yeah yeah think so so uh so shout out to brady stonehouse and the entire ottawa 67s good luck on this playoff run we hope it's a long one we'll be and we'll be providing updates like we'll we'll be you know I, I don't think we need to talk about what's happening with the sends right now so but everybody knows so we'll 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 be we'll be pretty 67s pilled for the next little while i think so uh that'll do it for episode 67 as the name implies it was a good one and uh thank you guys so much for listening we will catch you guys in the next one thank you everybody